Al, it's time to talk about some controversial video game. Oh no, controversial! I know. From a series that has never had any controversy in the slightest. Nope, never. <laughs> Everyone loves all of these games. There's no dividing line whatsoever. Mm -mm. This is a series that's had just banger after banger. Never had any weird ups and down moments. Nope. So that's that's exciting. That's everyone's real excited here. That's what we're gonna talk about today. Mm-hmm. Here on episode number three hundred and ten of the seasonal anime checkup OVA. It's a podcast where you have conversations about video games, anime, and manga. Hello, I'm Jared, joined as always by Doc Al and Lady Hello, hello. Hello. And yeah. We're gonna talk about Sonic. Sonic. The new Sonic. I played it. You did play it. You have played the Sonic. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, this has been an interesting uh, little thing because when this first got like announced and was like revealed, a lot of people were just like, "What is? What are they doing with the Sonic series?" And I think it's also just a lot of trepidation with how how just, Sonic's been milk toast. A lot of 3D Sonics have been since Sonic Adventure. Yep. So it's a lot of like uh, uh, a lot of that going on here, um, but you have played through this game. Yep. You're here to you're here to give us the the raw details of what this Sonic game's all about. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, uh, this game came out on November the eighth of twenty twenty two on the Switch, the Playstations, the Xboxes, and the PCs. Came out everywhere. Let's talk a little bit about the uh, the doohickeys, the designs, the development, all that sort of stuff. Uh, first off, though, this game has this game has about the kind of reviews you would expect from a Sonic game. Mm -hmm. uh, currently, it is at a seventy-one out of a hundred on a Switch, the seventy-six out of a hundred for the PC version, eighty-one out of a hundred for the PS4 version, a seventy-two out of a hundred for the PS5 version, and a sixty-two out of a hundred for the Xbox Series X version. <laughs> a lot of just. All over the place, which I mean, like I said, that's just what you expect from a Sonic game. It's going to be like, here's some high scores, here's some real low scores. Yep. And just everything in between. Yep. So, yeah. Uh, let's talk about the development of this game real quick. Okay. We'll talk about the conception of it first. Ooh. How Sonic was conceived. That's, oh. that, that's, that's <laughs> other places on the internet. We don't want to talk about that. Uh, following the release of Sonic Forces, the 2017 game, Sonic Team began exploring approaches for its next Sonic the Hedgehog game. In addition to celebrating the series' upcoming 30th anniversary, Sonic Team also sought to define what a modern Sonic game should be and solidify the series' direction for the next decade. Forces received criticism for its short length and level design, so its director, Morio Kishimoto, concluded that Sonic Team's method of designing levels that originated in Sonic Unleashed, the 2008 game, would no longer satisfy fans. Sonic Team ultimately decided or determined that the series' traditional linear design contained very little room for evolution and felt it could not progress in this direction. In particular, Sonic Team and Sonic Team head and ser Sonic series producer Takashi Izuka felt 3D Sonic games were not giving players enough freedom and constrained them to linear paths. Izuka felt the series needed to take an innovative direction that would inform future games, similar to how Sonic the Hedgehog and Sonic Adventure set templates used by later games. The idea to make an open-world Sonic game came from Kishimoto, who had enjoyed watching the evolution of the platform genre's world map concepts as it was popularized by Super Mario Bros. 3 in 1988. Wow. Some Sonic games, yeah, such as Sonic Adventure, featured world maps, but Kishimoto felt his idea evolved the concept by combining it with the gameplay. He thought it would allow for more freedom and diverse gameplay. Yo, dog, they've been making open-world games for a while now. You didn't yep. make this up. Yep. <laughs> Uh, Kishimoto returned to Direct Frontiers while Sonic Unleashed Generations and Forces art director Sachiko Kawamura produced it. Frontiers development has lasted five years, much longer than previous Sonic games' development cycles. Izuka attributed the length in part to Frontiers not building on previous Sonic gameplay. Determining the direction required trial and error, error refinement, and the development restarted from scratch at one point. Sonic Team began regularly holding external playtesting during Frontiers' development. The COVID-19 pandemic began halfway during production, necessitating Sonic Team to shift to remote work for the first time in its history. 
Izuka noted that this was made this made it difficult for individual developers to get a sense of the big picture, but the benefit of digital communication accelerated other aspects of development. Now let's talk about design. Design. The designers focused on transitioning Sonic's speed and abilities to an open world design while remaining true to previous games, and opted for a mysterious tone to reflect Sonic exploring an unfamiliar landscape. Izuka felt Sonic's essence as a 3D action game separated frontiers from action and role-playing games such as the Legend of Zelda series. As such, she declined to call it an open-world game, prefer preferring the term open zone. <laughs> that is the most Sonic rebranding that you could do. <laughs> God. Uh, Sonic Team applied lessons from developing Sonic Adventures hub worlds when designing Frontiers and repeatedly tested how fast Sonic could race through the open world to determine how large it needed to be. Izuka said that the largest challenge was ensuring that the fast-paced exploration would be fun. Sonic Team sought to address criticisms that previous Sonic games were too short and chose not to raise the difficulty level as the game progresses since the open world would provide plenty of content. Sonic Team decided to prioritize combat to a greater extent, but despite the shift to open world design, Sonic Sonic Team determined that Frontiers did not feel like a Sonic game without platforming elements. This presented the challenge of balancing platforming with exploration. Sonic Team's solution was to have the world open up as a reward for completing challenges. The developers <laughs> wanted to ensure that players could choose between combat and platforming and would not be forced to fight enemies as they so they included various methods to collect items outside platforming and combat such as puzzles. The 2020 Sonic the Hedgehog feature film influenced the development. Kishimoto requested that Sonic Team incorporate Easter eggs referencing it and base the combat on the film's depiction of Sonic. With the cyberspace levels, Kishimoto wanted Sonic to once again stand amongst the other stage-clear action games that he enjoyed, like the Sega Genesis-era Sonic games and the Super Mario, Donkey Kong, and Kirby series. There's a lot happening there. <laughs> yes. Uh, let's talk about the writing now. Uh, Ian Flynn, who wrote Sonic the Hedgehog comics published by Archie Comics and IDW Publishing and episodes of the Sonic Boom TV series, wrote the script. Izuka asked Flynn to write Frontiers after reading his work on the IDW comics. He felt Flynn understood the Sonic casting would bring a great improvement to the character's emotions and dialogue. Izuka noted that the story differs from previous Sonic games in that it is less humorous and does not make the player's goal obvious, instead challenging him to figure out how to solve problems themselves. Whereas Flynn had pinched, pitched himself, has had pitched his previous Sonic stories himself, Sega dictated Frontier's premise in which characters Flynn was allowed to use. Flynn considered it a dream come true to write a major Sonic game, and he was able to present ideas for using more characters to Sonic Team. Kishimoto said this created a cooperative back and forth. Given the non-linear approach, Flynn found the pacing the story was the biggest question and had to be massaged and revised as the game structure took shape. Kishimoto did the Japanese localization, using Flynn's script as a base, making changes to suit the Japanese market. And now do you want to talk about the music? <laughs> oh, let's talk about the music. <laughs> it's nuts. Uh, musician Tomoya Otani was the lead composer for the game. In accordance with the tone, the Frontier soundtrack is less upbeat and is focused more on helping to create a mysterious feeling surrounding the islands. The main theme, I'm Here, was composed by Otani with vocals and lyrics by Mary Kirk Holmes of the Australian, million, uh, Australi uh, Australian there we go, metal band to Octavia and plays during the second phase of the battle against Supreme, the fourth and final titan of the game. Uh, Japanese rock band One OK Rock wrote and performed one of the three ending themes, Vandalize, which, appear, which also appears on their tenth studio album, Luxury Disease. And Sleeping it is was not censored on that album. No, no. Sleeping with Sirens vocalist Kellen Quinn appears on three Titan battle themes, Undefeatable, Breakthrough It All, and Find Your Flame, with Tyler Smith of Danger Kids being featured on the later track. The other two ending themes are Dear Father and One Way Down, a One Way Dream, performed by Quinn Barnett and Nathan Sharp, respectively. The latter song plays in place of Vandalize if the game is completed with the difficulty set to hard. Alright. <laughs> uh, the soundtrack album officially named Stillness in Motion will feature 150 tracks spanning 6 hours and 37 minutes, making it the largest, longest soundtrack in the series. The soundtrack is set to release on December 7, 2022. All I remember hearing... Yeah, all I remember hearing you playing... <laughs> when playing the game is it's uh, what is this soundtrack what is happening what is going on <laughs> <laughs> um so I, I was jazzed when i saw that one okay rock was like doing a theme for it and i think one of the like initial versions of it they didn't do the censoring and i was like um mm -hmm. um because i remember i remember there being a situation where they're like sonic just said F yeah it's like oh snap 
Um, and it's a good song. Vandalize is a really good song. Um, it, it, it seems very odd here. And the funny thing about it is that, um, like I said, it's censored. And the way that it's censored, like, it sounds so unnatural because it'll, like, be flowing and flowing and then it'll just be like, fight! And then flows back the way that it's supposed to. Mm-hmm. It's like, ah, we, we know what you did there. We know what you did. Um, does it Okay, this is a, a very much a side note tangent, but this, okay. that reminds me of a, a there's a wrestling theme song. Okay. That is censored in the same way. Uh, okay. There's this dude named Jeff Jarrett, and in his theme, so- his original theme song, it went. There's a line that goes, "He ain't dead. He ain't the Rock," and he's in a different company, so you can't say the Rock. Oh. So they censor it to go, "He ain't dead. He's Jarrett," <laughs> and it just sounds like that. It sounds very obvious. It's the same thing. I mean, it's very, very obvious that like that's not how it's supposed to go. Yeah. Um, Look, they should just let him say f- I mean, they should. Because, um, I mean, I feel like they were trying to go with, like, a more, like, mature-ish Sonic here, um, as evidenced by the very deep voice Sonic. Yeah. Um, Which was shocking when he first opened his mouth. I was like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You got you got deep voice, buddy. <laughs> um, so like, yeah, it'd be fine. Um, I would rather they just like leave the word blank at that point than th- the way that they did it. Yeah. Um, but also, why pick that song when you know that it talks about like f- the pain away? I. It's a great question. Um. So there's that, but. The other songs that were mentioned, like, they're during the big boss battles where you're, like, Super Saiyan Sonic, and it's just Screamo, and I was like, what? Yeah. I sent you the video of the first Titan. I feel like the Sonic series is just, like, perpetually 10 years in the past, (laughs) and the music for this obviously fits that. Yeah. I was just not expecting Screamo. I won't even lie. Just not expecting it. Okay, so here's the here's the real question. Okay. Would those songs be good AMV songs for a Sonic highlight reel? Yes. There you go. Perfect. Perfect choice. <laughs> I'm not saying they're bad choices for it. I mean, like they no they, further questions. <laughs> they they fit perfectly for what you're trying to do here with the with the boss battles. It was just unexpected. It's just jarring, yeah. Yeah, because the rest of it's like atmospheric music, mm-hmm. and like even the first boss fight, it's like super atmospheric while you're like climbing up the Titan, and then after you like turn into Super Saiyan Sonic. Like the the screamo kicks in, you're like, what? What? What's happening here? And then you just have to murder guys while trying to not get eaten. This is a weird game. It is. Um, can I mention a few things before you dive into the actual game itself? Um, yes, but I also want to mention one other thing about the music. Yes, go ahead. Sorry. The the fishing theme in this is phenomenal, and I could just listen to it forever. That's it's, the only reason you want the soundtrack, is just to listen to the fishing theme. Basically, yes, because it's just like lo-fi, chill fishing music. I'm like, yeah, I'm into this. <laughs> anyway, continue. Uh, uh, so apparently they were originally going to set, they were going to release this game last year. Oh. Because they wanted to coincide with the, the 30th anniversary of Sonic. That tracks. They they pushed it back an entire year for quality control. Hmm. <laughs> so I guess we'll, we'll find out if that really helped it or not. Hmm. And then, of course, the one big disappointing thing about this game. Okay. Is that in Japan. Yes. The game features various de- downloadable content items in collaboration with Hololive production affiliated VTuber Inogami Korone. Because she is the Japanese brand ambassador for the Sonic series. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
the DLCs include ways where you get uh, new sound effects with Karone's voice instead of Sonic. Yep. You get uh, Karone-themed cosmetics for Sonic. And they replaced the Cocos with Koroneskis, which are the listeners of Corone. <laughs> I'm so sad that we can't have that. I hope one day they actually do put that out over here, because that would be really good and dumb. I'm sure PC modders will like find a way to mod it in. A hundred percent, true. Yeah, totally, totally. But like, but I don't play it on PC, so they should let they should just let people buy that. I agree. I would pay money for that. VTubers are a big enough thing over here that people would know what that is. I would pay money for that. Yeah. I don't know how much money I would pay for, it, but I would pay money for it. Also, it'd be so much easier to find the Cocos if they if they were listeners. <laughs> Disgusting. Disgusting. <laughs> Wyo! 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 <laughs> so good. It'd be so much a better game. I I agree with you a thousand percent. I played through this game for many many hours. I can't actually tell you how many hours because my save file, I left it sitting for a bit, and so now it's like way over what it should be. Um, I think it added. Like multiple many hours. Multiple many hours. <laughs> like maybe ten hours. Uh, let me see if I can find like average lengths of this game. Look at how long to beat. Yeah. See if you if you agree disagree. I put Sonic Frong. Frong. <laughs> uh, this says main story is about fifteen and a half hours. If you do main plus extra, it's twenty. And if you're a completionist, maybe about 24 and a half hours. I'd say if you're a completionist, it's going to be a lot longer than that. Yeah. But the the other part sounds right. Okay. The story actually felt relatively short. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't know. So tell me, tell me about the Sonic. It is boisterous debut as a what, what was the what was the phrase here open uh, zone open zone video <laughs> game um th- this is sonic breath of the wild yeah which i i feel like a lot of people when they first kind of like when they started showing like the actual gameplay of it or like the initial teaser trailers that were just like the the one was like here's sonic running in a forest that's it everyone's just kind of like oh you, you guys made a breath of the wild huh well the problem with it is if you're going to make a game like Breath of the Wild, like, you got to really go hard on it. Um, but, like, they're using even, like, very similar sound effects when you unlock map pieces and, you know, you, you go to certain sections and able to, like, map out parts and all that fun stuff. Um, you have your towers to unlock portions of the map kind of deal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you have, like, your, your shrines, basically, when you go through the, the, like, cyber world areas. It's, it's... The problem is it's very clearly not as good as Breath of the Wild. And the whole time that I was playing, I was like, I just want to play Breath of the Wild. (laughs) Except for the fishing, because the fishing was really good. Um, but, to be fair to this game, I did have some fun with it. Um, it's, it's interesting because you do have those cyber areas that are themed off of, like, previous Sonic games. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they have, like, the same kinds of challenges each time, like, make it under a certain amount of time and you'll S-rank it or get five red coins or, um, beat it with so many rings so it kind of has like that um, that element of previous Sonic games within it, of like you know. Yep. It's very like level focused gameplay, essentially. Yeah, and so like you'll go into one of these cyber worlds, and it's basically like the original Sonic, and like side scrolling. You've got the like loop de loops, all that fun stuff. The enemies are similar, mm-hmm. if they exist. Um, and so you're like, oh, okay. And then, like, you know, you'll go to another cyber world and it's literally just like city escape. Um, and Rolling they. Around the speed of sound. Basically, except for without the fun song. 
Boo! I know. What um, if they had done a screamo version of City of Escape from the City? Oh my god! Oh my god! Um, <laughs> they do eventually near the end of the game, like literally near the end of the game. Um, and it's not even like something that you're required to do. It's something that you can do side questy ish. Um, they they make an explanation for this. They're like, ah, yes, you know, your brain would be very confused by what the cyber world looks like. So it pulls on your memories to construct something that's familiar to you. And he's like, oh, so that's why it looks like the things that I've done in the past. Ah, I'm like, wow. Okay. Okay. Interesting choice there. But that's how they're explaining it, is that he these are his, his past adventures and cyberspace is trying to make it make sense to him. Nah, honey. Um But yeah, you do have like grown up skater kid Chris Redfield Sonic in here. Yeah. Um and he does have fewer like wise cracks I guess um how this is structured is that um at the very beginning Sonic and Amy and Tails are on on the airplane I forget the name of the airplane um anyway um they get like dragged into a wormhole basically and Sonic wakes up and he's like, oh no, I'm by myself. Ah, what is this? Um, and you have to like go through your tutorial and um, go through one of the, the little cyber area world things. Um, you'll also be introduced to this new character named Sage, who is this little like computer gal. She's all glitchy looking. Um, and she's just antagonistic the whole time. Back. Which, basically. And eventually you um, run into this like giant red sphere thing. And you unlock it and it's Amy. But she's all computerized and not there. And Sonic's like, um, I gotta fix this. No, hang on. I gotta fix this. <laughs> Amy, are you okay? Um, and so you have Amy's story that you have to like work through while you're also learning the story of like the Cocos. Um, and Amy's talks a lot about different versions of love, I guess is a good way to put it. Um, because all the Cocos, like, have memories of what's going on, and, like, one of the... One of the things that happens very early on, which is insane, is that, um, you... You're supposed to reunite a, a, a Coco, like, with its... Is, is it with its mom first, or with the lover first? Either, either way... Um, I think it's the one with the bomb first. You're like, hey, we have to harness... Harness? We have to, um, wrangle all of these Cocos to, to the bombs, and then you, you find the one that's actually, like, his, his kid, or her kid. Um, and then they, like, walk up to each other, and they look happy, and then they just fall over and die. I was like, oh. Oh, oh no. <laughs> this is dark. Um, and the same thing happens with the, the two lovers. Is that, like, you, you find a way to reunite them and, and they just die. Like, their souls just go away from the Cocos and they fall over and they're dead. Blip. And Amy's just like, they look happy at least. <laughs> um, well, we tried. <laughs> yeah. Um... 
and you some you get these flashbacks um like at one point with the lovers that like they're they're speaking in a strange language and they're like cowering together they're super like happy that they at least get to be with each other and then there's like this nuclear explosion type thing that happens at them and sonic and amy are just watching this happen like Ugh. Um, meanwhile, you're just, you know, running around this giant island doing stupid challenges, which <laughs> uh, my biggest complaint about this game, and I've made this very clear to you, you don't unlock fast travel until after you have mapped the entire map, which is incredibly stupid. The only thing that you can fast travel to before you unlock the other map is if you go fishing, which you should because it's great. Um, <laughs> you can get the the scrolls for the Elder Coco and the Hermit Coco, and then you can fast travel to those guys because they give you your stat bonuses. Um, which that's one at a time. <laughs> uh, that the Elder Coco only gives them one at a time, and it's so annoying. The Hermit Coco, you're, he he just does it all at once. I'm like, you're you're a real one, Hermit. I love you. Um, yeah, Elder can go suck a butt because he does it one at a time, and it's so annoying. And I could have probably maxed all of them, but I didn't care enough because I had to sit there and do it one by one. Um. But yeah, you can you can fast travel to those guys if you get the scrolls, but otherwise there's no fast travel until you've mapped the entire map. And some of these maps are big. So it's kinda stupid. And they it makes you to me, run around at the speed of sound. It it made it was it made me like not want to explore. Which is the opposite of what I think they wanted to happen there. Because I'm just like, cool, I have to run all the way across the map. And their explanation for it is like, oh, well, you have these rails that appear when you do mapping. It's like, yeah, but you still have to go on the rail the whole way back. And, you know, there's probably going to be some enemies that attack you along the way. And are you going the right way? Who can say? Because the rails make turns and do all kinds of crazy things. It's stupid. And it is completely, completely mind-blowing that they thought that was a good idea. I don't understand. <laughs> I was well, real mad about this. Well, don't worry. They invented the open-world genre, so... Open zone. Sorry, open zone genre. Um, but yeah, uh, also in the first island with Amy, um, my nemesis showed up. They gave me a crazy laser puzzle <laughs> that took me like a solid 30 minutes to figure out. And they were like, man, we, we heard you really like these in Mario plus Rabbit, so. Ugh. How would you God. like another one? <laughs> it sucked so bad. And you have to do it to, like, complete the, the map and move on to get more story. This sucks. Um, but yeah, you start realizing here a little bit, but then especially in the next level, like, there was a war that happened here. There's a lot of stuff that's, that's indicating there was a war and what's going on. Um... And Amy basically just, like, ends her section by saying, like, she wants to spread love and all that. And <laughs> it's it's unclear to me, like, if Sonic and Amy are a thing or... No, she's just a hippie now. <laughs> well, the weird thing about it is that she's, like, saying all this to Sonic. He's like, yep, yeah, okay, I'll be back. And I'm like, um... Buddy. Buddy. Nope. He's not paying attention. Um, so that was that was not a not not a good situation for Amy. I feel really bad for her, um, but she wants to spread love because you know she saw the the Coco's souls leave their little rocky bodies. Can you imagine that scene? If if like in the cutscenes you had the listeners, 
I don't. That know, would be great. I don't know if they're in the cutscenes, but God, I hope so because that would be hilarious. You just have these two that like run up to each other and like start loving on each other, and they just <laughs> fall over. Their souls leave their bodies. It, it just turns them into like the the punch to face version. <laughs> oh my God, that would be brilliant. Oh my God, that would be so good. Um. So anyway, moving on. Uh, next... You're a distant cronade laugh in the background. <laughs> Amazing. Um, <laughs> oh, um, so then you end up on a desert planet island thing. It's it's an island. Um, with a horse with no name. Yeah, and there are very obvious signs of war here. Like, there's those things that you put on beaches to keep, like, amphibious attacks from happening um and there's this like cannons everywhere and you find your little red ball friend here and oh my god it's knuckles knuckles wasn't with us on the airplane what happened here i don't know there's no real explanation for that <laughs> he's just here he's like um, sup y'all i'm here i will say though um the relationship between Knuckles and Sonic in this game is probably the best part of this game, besides the fishing. <laughs> High um, bar there. They're so bro together, and it's hilarious. And they're just like constantly looking like smug at each other and making jokes about like, "All right, now we're even," and like <laughs> just being complete like goofwads to each other but like i loved how they acted and um like they didn't have any like bull toxic stuff of like well i don't need you to help me blah 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 blah, blah. like none of that happened and he was like yeah cool thanks i'd appreciate that i'm kind of a little see-through tech boy right now i help me um and the story of this one is more of Knuckles seeing a lot of what happened at Angel Island in this island and um, trying to figure out like are they connected is 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 there a possibility that like somebody survived from Angel Island and like came here um, because the ruins are very similar like they even show a scene from like um, Sonic and Knuckles to show like yes the ruins are similar even though they they just look like sonic and knuckles so i, I don't know the ruins really all look that similar but they say that they do so i'll trust them on that um and so knuckles is having a whole lot of like anguish of i want to help these people these little cocos because i feel bad for them and they might be somehow related to me um, again, like, there's a lot of war talk. Um, Whoa. <laughs> what is it good for? Oh! I should have said something about the Titan from the last one. Yeah, you have to go defeat the Titan, which, again, Screamo. Um, and you have to, like, climb it. It's basically like Shadow of the Colossus. You have to climb I've up. that game. Yeah. And you turn into Super Saiyan Sonic, and then, you know, inexplicably, everything just goes kablooey, and you become regular Sonic again once you get to the second island. But anyway, um, the boss on the second island also has Screamo, and it's like a dragon-y type thing. It sucks. It's a terrible boss fight. I hated it. Um... The only redeeming part about it was the fact that um, I was Super Saiyan Sonic and also there's just like crazy screamo happening while I'm flying around trying to defeat this thing. There were some real cheap moments with that fight. I hated it. Um, so anyway, Knuckles is like, alright, cool buddy, thanks for the help. Um, I trust you to get me back to normal eventually. Smirk. See you um, later. Bye. So then you go to the next island. Yay. And it is like a volcano wasteland island. 
And when you get there, you find your red ball friend. It's Tails! Yay! Well, hang on. Please, please say his his correct name as, as noted on Wikipedia. Miles, Tails, Prower. Prower. That's everything. It's all in one. They um they do call him <laughs> at one point. Um, the the little sage gal does because this whole time she's been like, "Bro, you need to stop. Bro, this is bad. Are you really gonna help them, even knowing who they are?" And Sonic's like, "I don't know who they are, but I guess I'm gonna help them. Sure." Um. Also, we find out that like, which we've known from the beginning because of cutscenes, but she's been working with um Eggman because Eggman. <sighs> Eggman is the one that created her, and Eggman's also stuck in cyberspace, too. He's Stop just, cybering, Eggman. He's trolling around on Reddit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I, I like how they gave Tails the most violent-looking planet or island. Yeah. Because he, he, you know, he wakes up and chooses violence, as we have well documented. Yes, correct. Um, there are, like, active volcanoes on this island. It, like I said, it's a wasteland. Um... And we, we get there and we start talking to Tails and um, Tails is having like a crisis big time. Like he's he's bummed out that, because he feels like he's useless that he can't really do anything. But he also feels like he is kind of like in the shadow of Sonic all the time, which yeah, it kind of is. Um... And he wants to he wants to be able to like stand on his own two feet basically, uh, which leads to a great line at one point where Sonic's like, "Dude, like you're brilliant. You can do this as this. Also, you can fly with your butt." <laughs> I was like, "Yep, <laughs> sure can." And you can um, hide guns in your backpack. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Tails is just having a massive crisis this entire level. Um. Poor Tails. I felt really bad. He was like having a moment, and I was I was kind of like, "Oh man, it's like weird Tails imposter syndrome going on here." I feel this. <laughs> um, but again, you you, uh, you go through this level, and one of the Cocos is going through the situation where he's like the hero never showed up and so he doesn't know what to do and tails like oh i see i see uh-huh. <laughs> oh wow i'm not the hero huh um and then he even goes through uh like a moment where he asks sonic like what have you been doing with these cocos and and these situations and sonic's like i don't know i've just been helping them like live it out you know, doing what, what they ask. And Tails even asks on it, like, hey, is that ethical? Because none of this is actually happening right now. And yet you're trying to, like, make them think that it is? I, I don't, I have an issue with this. Um, But he eventually comes around and goes along with Sonic on just making them happy so that they can pass on, basically. Um... This level is the one that just you open up a, a door to try and like move on in the level and it's just Sonic Pinball. Which was wild. Please, it's Sonic Spinball. Sorry, sorry. Sonic Get the branding right. <laughs> Please, I'm awful. Um yeah, you have to beat that, so I hope everybody's good at pinball. Cause you have to get a five million score, which is nuts. Um tilt the table. You can't do any tilts. What the? Garbage. Yep. That's not how pinball works. Garbage. Not how pinball works. Um. Yeah. So we're also figuring out at this point with, with Tails that every time that Sonic is trying to help his friends, like he takes on a little bit of like cyber corruption in his body. And so... Like if you if you pause for a second in the island with Tails, Sonic will just like put his head in his hand and like look like he's got a headache. Um But Tails keeps sounding like, dude, dude, you're doing too much. You you can't do this. This is this is bad. It's gonna hurt you. Um 
And yeah, it kind of does. You, um, you get to fight the Night Titan here. And by get, I mean it sucks too. <laughs> um, it has a cool thing with um, with a shield that you get to like ride on and attack with. I did like that. Um, but at one point the battle was just like not. It didn't make any sense. Also, Screamo still because yes, um, this map was also massive. And the lack of fast travel made me, like, want to die. It sucked. Real bad. Um. So then you go to, like, this other island where Sonic is just, like, real messed up. And for some reason, and I still don't know the reason for it, they're like, hey, you need to shut down these six fans. Okay, and that's all that's on this island is shutting down these six fans for some reason. I probably just wasn't paying attention to the reason. <laughs> um, but it seemed like a weird filler island. It was very strange. Um, the whole time Sonic is like super, super cyber corrupted. Um, he's not having a good time. And um by the end of it, the the other pals realize, like, oh, this is not good. We need to help Sonic because he's, like, completely gone, basically. Um, so they go back into the cyberspace and bring out Sonic's brain, basically. <laughs> I don't know how to explain Here's it. Use your brain. <laughs> um, Sonic becomes whole again and isn't having any issues again. And, like, thank you, friends. I appreciate it. Um, and at this point, Eggman is out because, you know, the other people are out and Sage is like, no, no, you shouldn't be out here because there's, there's no chance of your survival. And like, no, I don't want to go back in there and this sucks. Um, and so Sage talks to Eggman and convinces him, what if we work with the Sonic? Instead of against the Sonic. And Eggman reluctantly agrees because he loves his daughter Sage, the robot gal, computer gal program thing. Um, so yeah, now we're working with Sonic and Sage. Um, we also get an explanation that these are aliens the whole time. Aliens. Like, Cocos are aliens. They came from another world and like the evil followed them to this world and um so that's why they that's why they did um all the defenses and they were trying to take out the the big bad um obviously they failed because they all died um but yeah some like technology mbo jumbo stuff happens um, yeah, they're aliens. Cool, I guess. Uh, so you work with Sage. We're gonna try and take down the big bad, which, um, Supreme is the big bad. Um, this boss fight also didn't make any sense because it got stuck at one point for me. Which was bad. <laughs> Um, it got stuck in, like, the very last phase where it just wouldn't do the thing that it's supposed to do to actually end the phase, and so I couldn't damage it at all. It sucked. <laughs> um, so that was a fun little glitchy bit. Also, I apparently can't get the true ending for this because I didn't play it on the hard difficulty. So I didn't get to fight the actual final boss. And I guess I missed out on a little bit of story, but... I hear I you also missed out on the, the super secret boss as well. That's what I'm saying, is that's the actual final No, no, boss. no, the other, the other secret boss. What secret boss? At the end, if you beat it on the hardest difficulty and you defeat it, or you beat the game in a short amount of time, Big shows up and challenges you to a fish off. I'd play that. 
why why would you why would you taunt me with something great like that? Because it's a funny goof. Um, I love I love the big runs. It's like weird illegal fishing ground in there because you're fishing in a lake and somehow you're pulling up like swordfish and all kinds of nonsense like angler fish. Like none of these belong in a lake. Also, you're just pulling up trash. Sure. It's fun, though. Um, you can also cook meat with Big. Which is a thing, and it's very hard. Anyway, um, so I didn't get to fight the final boss boss because I didn't play it on hard because screw that. Um, but there are these, like, hacking parts of the game where you have to basically play like um ah oh god i'm a video game historian and i'm blanking on the names of these games um basically kind of like a, a a space invaders type thing but they're not in the formations um you have to fight them depending on like what color bullet they're shooting at you um, and that's what the final boss format is, which is wild. Um, but Sage is, is, like, taking over with Supreme and is like, No, everything's going bad. I have to just implode myself against, um, the end, I guess. Um, for everybody to survive. And so... They imply that she dies in the regular ending, but apparently in the hard ending, she is very obviously alive. Um, which I got the gist of that because there's a song in the ending credits. It's like all about her singing a happy song about how her dad loves her and it's all about Eggman. I'm like, this is weird. Thanks for creating me, father. Um... And then everybody becomes, like, their whole selves again, and they take off in the airplane and do loop-de-loops, and it's a happy ending. Except for, you know, the aliens who got annihilated. This is a weird By game. By aliens. Yeah. This is a weird game. Like, there's no real explanation of, like, what the Supreme and the end are, I mean, there is some explanation in the sense that the Titans were originally supposed to be, like, a defense that the um, the Cocos were using against the end, but then were, like, corrupted, essentially. Um, you know, kind of like in Breath of the Wild, where, where, where you had corrupted giant things that you had to fight. Um, what... Anyway, um, that's it. That's the game. It sounds like it has like some interesting ideas, but also like some things they just kind of missed the mark on. Yes. Which again, just sounds like a Sonic game. <laughs> yeah, like it has some moments where I'm like, "This is fun. This is cool. I like this." Um, I really enjoyed the the plot line with Tails. I didn't cry like somebody said that I would. Um, but I did really enjoy his plot line of him saying, like, you know, I, I have to go out on my own and kind of figure out who I am without you. Um, but he says to Sonic, like, when I come back, you won't recognize me and I'll be great. But he's, he's real, have real, he's really having a hard time, um, like living in the shadow of Sonic, which is interesting and kind of unexpected. Yeah. Like I said, unclear if Amy and Sonic have a thing because she just wants to spread the love. Knuckles just became a bro, which I'm happy about. So the most interesting story was definitely Tails. Sage is just kind of there. She's a pretty boring new character mm -hmm. 
Um, she's not even good at like being antagonistic. And so like the the turn to being a friend, I was just like, all right, I guess. Sure. Um Eggman's barely there. Fishing rules. <laughs> That's your big takeaway. Fishing good. Yep. I would fish in this game again. Thumbs up, fishing. Probably. Everything else? Yeah. yeah, I probably wouldn't play the rest of the game again. Um, especially because I basically did everything in it, except for like S rank some of the levels. But screw that. Um But the fishing was good. <laughs> uh well, that's Sonic. That's Sonic. We did it. We we went fast. Gotta go fast. I don't know. What do you think hearing this from an outside perspective? I, it sounds like a Sonic game. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> oh, man. I, I don't think I'll ever recover from Chris Redfield Sonic. <laughs> uh, what a weird thing. It's so weird. Uh, but yeah, that's gonna that's gonna do it for this week's episode. Mm-hmm. So if you'd like more from us, head on over to seasonalanimecheckup.com or sac.cool. It's where you can find past episodes of this podcast and other podcasts like Jared and Al Watch. You can also find columns and reviews on the site, site as well. If you'd like more from Anladium, go to anladium.com. She's got columns and reviews. You can follow us on Twitter and TikTok at Anime Checkup. You can buy our books, One Shiny Moment, a critical analysis of Love, Life, Sunshine, and Hot Tubs and Pac-Man on Amazon.com. And you can support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash S-A-C-O-V-A. Buy us a slice of pizza, get access to unedited versions of the podcast early, and a whole wealth of bonus content as well mm-hmm. next week it's our final regular episode of the year oh snap so we gotta dive into some more resident evil before the year wraps up oh you think we can beat it by then hopefully hopefully <laughs> hopefully we can well you gotta remember that i'm out for like three days this week yes uh but hey if we have to push the podcast back a little bit next week we can do that as well snap we have that power right we run the podcast i know it's very surprising so uh presumably look forward to that next week <laughs>